so as you've heard uh, from several of us on the platform today, today is Epiphany Sunday. If we think back to the scriptures, we know that uh, the star appeared and the, the, shepherd, uh, the shepherds were led to the manger, and there they worshipped uh, the babe of Bethlehem. And then we're told in scripture uh, that there were some magi who were far, far away, and they saw a star, and they followed the star, and it took them some time. We're not sure if it may have taken them two years or so. Uh, to come and follow that star, and they fell over Bethlehem, and they came and they bowed and they worshiped, and they presented the Christ child with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So here's one of the things that I think is so vitally important for us to understand about the story, because I think this is the part that we sometimes just overlook. And that is that when the wise men came and they saw the Christ child there, uh, you know, maybe he was playing around, maybe he was two years of age, he was playing around. But I think that what they did is that they simply knelt down and they presented their gifts. And they just said, here we are. And not only were they just presenting their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but what they were really presenting was the gift of themselves of who they were. And so they literally knelt down. When they, and when they got up, uh, they were so changed. Uh, see, the epiphany simply means it's an aha moment. When they became aware, they became aware of something new and fresh had come to them, and now they had the opportunity of claiming that and taking that into themselves and walking from that place out into the world in a new way an aha moment for them. And so my hope and my prayer as we enter into 2020, as we begin these early days of this new year, this new decade, is, is that we will have that moment, an aha moment in which we say, yes, God, I claim this, this gift that you've given to me, and I want it to be mine. One of the tenets of the, of the scriptures is uh, that God wants to talk to us. And not only does God want to talk to us, but that God oh, wants to have a relationship with us. Now, if we're going to talk to God, if we're going to have a relationship with God, the thing that we must stop in, in our tracks and do is that we must learn, learn how to talk and how to listen to God. And that is absolutely essential. So what I want to try to do in this series, uh, in which we're just simply entitled it, Hearing the Voice of God, is I simply want to encourage you to think about how we can, in that moment of kneeling down, of saying, God, I want you. God, I want you to be present with me. God, I want you to speak into my heart. God, I want you to speak into my whole, my, my whole being so that I can become a new creature in Christ as we enter into 2020. So I've chosen a passage of Scripture. I'm actually going to use it this week and next week. Uh, it's, it's from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 8. Uh, in fact, I have given it to you in your teaching notes. I invite everybody to take out your teaching notes from your programs. Uh, it, it will help you today, I promise. And, and, and so I, I want you to listen carefully to the Word of God because what is happening here is that Jesus is um, sharing an illustration with those who are hearing uh, about uh, what sometimes this passage of Scripture is called the story of the four so soils. 
And so I invite, I've asked Kaylin to come as our new pastor, just to come and share the Word of God in the proclamation, the reading of God's Holy Word. Hear now these words. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by preserving, produce a crop. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be, Thanks to, God. be to God. So the farmers back then um, would not have planted uh, the way many of us uh, garden today or uh, professional farmers that we have in the house. So they did not have a planting machine, uh, nor did the farmers back then uh, till a row of, um, of soil and then go in with one seed at a time with a stick or with their finger, push it into the soil, put a seed in, cover it up, same thing down the road. They, they would not have done that. Uh, the farming practices back then, and in many parts of the world even today, it's something called broadcasting, uh, where they have a bag of, of, of seed, and they put their hand into the bag of seed, and they broadcast. They scatter the seed, and, and the seed goes in where, where it will. And so uh, what we're told in this passage of Scripture is it talks about four different types of soil. Now, uh, I want you to be looking carefully at this because I'm going to be asking you a, this question again in just a moment. Which of these four soils best describes where you are today in your walk with Christ? So the first soil that we know about in this scripture is rocky soil. And the rocky soil might look something like this. It, it, it would be a place where the seed would fall and there was just an impossibility that that seed was going to grow uh, in that soil. The second type of soil is a footpath. And so if you're going down the footpath, it is trampled down by, uh, by people, by, uh, by little children. And, and so that, that seed is going to be trampled down upon. Many times the, 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 the footpath is very hard very hard, like when I lived in uh, North Georgia, and it was Georgia Clay Road, and, and man, that thing is packed down. A seed fall on it, a bird would come and take it, or, uh, um, or it would just be uh, crunched under the feet of those passing by. Uh, the third type of soil is uh, the, the, the soil that, is, that falls within weeds. 
And so the soil or, or the seed may begin to grow, and as the, as, as, as the plant begins to grow, the, the, seed, the, the, the weed comes around it, though, and to kind of just strangulate that plant. And the fourth kind is the soil that is cultivated, ready to receive something fresh and new from that, from that seed. So let me ask you again, uh, can you be honest with yourself right now, whether you be sitting in the sanctuary or watching wherever you are watching from, uh, can, can, you, can you ask, can you say, uh, today I find myself, because just where my mind is, uh, I, I'm find, I find myself to be in, in the path, and, and it's just very little possibility of, of any kind of growth. Or maybe you're, you're finding yourself just in rocky soil, there's just, uh, there's nothing there. You're, you're here because of tradition, or you're here because you couldn't say no to a friend, or whatever that may be. Uh, you, you're here. So where are you? Because here's what God wants for, for you. This is what God wants for me. This is what God wants for the community uh, called the Church of Jesus Christ, known as United Methodist. This is what God wants for us, is that God wants for us to, to be able to live in that soil that is cultivated by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can grow and grow and grow and grow. We can grow in strength. We can grow in stature. We can grow to be the body of Christ known as the people who are transforming the world around us. That's what God wants. But it begins with you, and it begins with me. And I think that sometimes I'm in, I, I find myself to be in rocky soil. Yes, even your pastor gets the, to those places at times where I'm tired, I'm fatigued. But I pray, I pray that I can find myself to be in that land that is so ready to be cultivated by the Holy Spirit that I can just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Anybody care for that? Let me, can I ask that question again? Can, can I? Does anybody want that? Yes. Okay, thank you. Just got to make sure you're with me. So, 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 so here's, here's what I want to do. These four, now you have to listen carefully, these four soils, according to the story that Jesus gave, these four soil, soils represent four human attitudes. Four human attitudes. So which attitude do you have? So I, don't, I just have a couple minutes. Let me just share with you briefly. I, get, I have a couple thoughts for you. If we're going to do this, we, we have to be able to learn how to talk to God. We have to learn how to listen to God. We have to learn how to have a relationship with God. In order to do that, we have to learn how to listen to God. We have to learn how to speak. And when we learn how to do that, to do that, we have to cultivate an open mind. We have to cultivate an open mind. That, that simply means that we have a willingness to hear the Word of God, to respond to the Word of God. We have to be willing to hear. The first thing that moves us away from, from being that which God wants us to have is that we have this human resistance to what God wants to say to us and what God wants to do with us. Look at this uh, 12th verse. Those along the footpath, circle the word footpath, are the ones who hear and then the devil comes along and takes away the word from their hearts. 
so they cannot believe and they cannot be saved. Those along the footpath. My friends, there are two characteristics about a footpath. One, that it is hard, and the other is that it's narrow. So let me just simply ask you, does anybody in this room know of a hard-headed person and a narrow-minded person? Yeah, right? That's what we're talking about here. And, and, and so in order for us to, to move forward, we have to recognize that, that we have to create an open mind. We have to create that, 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 that simple statement that says, I have a willingness to grow, to learn, to listen, to build a relationship with God. Here's the second one. The second thought that I have is that if I really want to listen to God, if I really want to learn how to talk with God, I, I, I simply have to take the time to listen. I have to take the time to listen. The, the, the second barrier to our, to our being able to listen to God is that we find ourselves constantly hurrying. Between services, uh, Pastor Robert and I were comparing our calendars because he and I are trying to see each other. You, you all laugh about them, but that, that's a fact. And so we're, we're trying to find a 30-minute block of time. Folks, what that means is that our schedules are too much filled with hurry and not enough time for God. So I'll tell this story real quickly. So one of my favorite places I, I have learned over the last uh, five years, uh, to, one of my favorite places to visit is France. Now, uh, I was told before going... Uh, that the French people are some of the rudest people in the world and that they do not like North Americans. So I was told by, by, by many. So I, I went over and I kind of had that seed planted in the back of my mind. And so the first time I, that uh, Karen and I went to um, uh, Paris, uh, to Charles de Gaulle Airport, we were actually on our way to Athens, Greece. And so uh, this is how it went. Uh, the pilot came on about 30 minutes before we were to land, said we're going to come through the clouds at about 20,000 feet, and you're going to be able to see the countryside of, around Paris. And then we landed, and then a few minutes later, uh, about five hours later, uh, we took off again and went on to our flight to Athens. And that was my experience of Paris. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I thought too. The second time, uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, we flew into Charles de Gaulle Airport, so this time I watched as we came in, and then we took a train from Charles de Gaulle Airport uh, out to the mountains, um, and we went to the small little village called Chamonix, uh, which is where the first Winter Olympics was held, and uh, we were able to hike and, and just have a good time. Now. When we got on the train, it was a fast train, and, and so this time what I saw was this, just this blur of, of France going by. Then two years ago, I took my family again, but this time we entered in, in, in through Barcelona. You have to have that lisp for Barcelona. And so you, we went into Barcelona, then we got into, a, we rented a van, and then we drove to a little town called near Bergerac, which is in the south of France. And... Um, this time we just were watching. We spent a week uh, there. We got to know people. We got to experience people. We got to experience their, their, their home life, their joy. Uh, then a week later, Karen and I went up to Paris. We stayed a week and just enjoyed being there among the uh, common folk and not the tourists. And I will tell you, 
I love France. Now, why, why am I telling you that story? Because many of us treat God this way. So you, you decided uh, yesterday or decided um, this morning that you're going to come to worship, so you're going to fly in. You're going to spend an hour. And, and probably you're not going to give me much more than that. And then you're going to take off again. And then you're going to come back next week. And you're going to take off again. And my reality, my knowledge of, of, of um, Paris and my knowledge of France, if that was it, I would not have very much knowledge. I love my wife dearly. But I will tell you that in my 40 years, 42 years of marriage, we have our, we have our anniversary on Tuesday. I'm glad that my relationship and my knowledge of her and my uh, communication ability with her is different today than it was back when we first got married. Because we've learned to talk to each other. We've learned to be with each other. Some of you are going to uh, just drift out. You've already drifted out. And so I just simply want to say to you, draw near in faith. God has a desire to communicate with you. God has a desire to talk to you. God has a desire to have, have a relationship with you. God has a desire to be your friend, to be your companion, and simply opening your heart, your mind, your soul is going to lead you down the path that God wants you to go.